The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. I'm so happy to have you here. We have a great uh, topic for today. It's called Get the Upper Hand with Women. We're going to talk about dating, first dates, second, second dates, and how to stay in control, how to set the tone for how she's going to treat you for the duration. So these are all very important tips, and we're going to get right into that in just a moment. If you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about nanogenetic mind control with my guest, Dr. Philip Valentine. <clears throat> so if you haven't done so already, I'd, like, I'd invite you to uh, log on to my Facebook fan page. Um, it's the same name as the show. That's the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. And in the upper right corner, hit the Like Page button, and you will be alerted to what the show is, what the topic is, who my guests are, and any and all links and references that I make during the show. All that information, once a week, you'll get that posted. You'll get um, a notification on your Facebook fan page. Also, um, if you can't listen to the show live, you can listen um, on demand, and that's my TuneIn app. You can go to just Google Linda Gross TuneIn, and you'll see my whole archive of shows. If you're new to the show, you can even do some binge listening. And again, if you want to hit the subscribe button, um, it will give you uh, notifications. So let's hop into my topic for today. The topic is get the upper hand with women. You're on with my guest, many time guest actually, uh, Dr. Robert Garcia. Welcome, Robert. How are you today? Hey, Linda. How are we doing? We are doing great. And, of course, my listeners have heard your name before. You've been a recent sponsor, and uh, you're also a seven-time author and a professional life coach um, who is out of San Diego. He's the CEO of Blue Dragon Enterprises and Fitness Inked Magazine, and you can find him at bluedragonent.com, bluedragonent.com. Dot com. The end is E-N-T, short for enterprises. All right, so we have a good show cut out for us today. Um, 
let's see, we're talking about get the upper hand. So I want to, sometimes I like to give the history of like where some of these expressions come from. And they came from, I think in England, way back in the day, you would have two men who are competing and they would pick up a stick in the woods or what have you. And person one would throw the stick to person number two. Person number two would catch the stick wherever he caught it. Let's say the stick was, I don't know, two feet long, three feet long, something like that. So person two would catch the stick and then the game was the opposite person would lay his hand uh, directly above the first person's hand and you keep going until you get to the top of the stick. So in modern day this technique was used in sports. Let's say you're playing baseball, you would throw the baseball bat. Same kind of concept, you know, you would get who, who, whose ever hand was at the top of the stick they got to go first or they got to choose the first uh, teammate or the first player or in the case of 300 years ago whatever they were rivaling that person you know got the first right of re refusal on how they were supposed to proceed so that's where that expression comes from um, it means to have to get to keep regain the upper hand means to have get keep or regain a dominant position a position of power meaning that you have a slight advantage over the other person now, the reason why I want to talk about this subject today is because I think a lot of men think that the woman has the upper hand. And women are very vocal today. They're all over the media, and they make it seem like women have control and that we're a female-based society, which we are kind of going in that direction. But that being said, you have testosterone, you have an inherent drive that women don't have. Women have to go out of their way to be dominant. It doesn't come naturally for women. Where you guys have an advantage is it does come naturally for, for men. And over the last few decades, it seems like men have been throwing away that power. They've been throwing away that right. I posted a meme a couple of days ago to say, oh, you know, I'm going to do this topic and the meme that I posted along with uh, this, this topic said, you're the guy, text her first. Oh my gosh, I got so much negative mail on that, you can't even believe. And I think the reason why I got the negative mail is because they're thinking, you know, women have done a good job of brainwashing everybody that the sexes are equal, that it's an equal playing field and men shouldn't have to be first and who cares? You know, the men, the women should ask you out on a date. The women should text or call you first. So I got a lot of backlash on that. But what I want to ask you today is do you want to be lazy or do you want to be successful? So it doesn't matter what kind of brainwashing women have done to you to tell you that the sexes are e equal. They are not equal. So I want you to adopt techniques that work and that make you successful. And all you have to do is tap into your inner masculinity. It's already there. So you've got to drop the brainwashing that you've been hearing because you guys are lucky. It's already part of your makeup. So you need to stop with, with this business about, you know, I don't need to call her first. I don't need to, uh, you know, uh, text her first, what have you. <clears throat> 
There's a one of the writers wrote to me and he said women need to get Rob listen to this he goes women need to get used to rejection most women are poor judges of character I do agree on that point they need to learn how to live life and navigate through it if any man they desire is going to treat them as an equal women man up what do you say to that Rob I agree with it, especially women, especially in their early twenties and mid twenties, are for some reason just attracted to the worst reprehensible type of of man. They go for guys that are irresponsible, that cheat on them, that treat them like garbage because it, they just they're at that time in their lives where they haven't had a lot of life experience and they don't really. They're just kind of going for the uh, lowest hanging fruit, so to speak. So I, I do agree with that statement completely. Hmm. Okay then. So they need to they need to get used to rejection. That's what you're saying. Just like I, men, just like men never want to get used to the rejection factor. So you know, it's to me, it's like the difference of the sexes. It's like women don't like getting their periods, but that doesn't mean we still don't have to deal with that. And men don't like getting rejected, but that doesn't mean you still don't have to go through that process. You do. Absolutely. I, th- I think men have a, a much higher tolerance for failure because we have to take more risks out there. A woman can sit back and, and field off hundreds of guys trying to talk to her on dating sites and, and just she, she can pick and choose. And that really, that really creates the climate that we have today in the, in the dating world. You have to remember, if you're a man and you're pursuing women on dating sites, there are literally 50 to 100 guys that are doing the same thing. You have to stand out. You cannot be passive in this game. Absolutely. All right, so let's hop into our first topic. Um, You wanted to let the audience know about, let's do a self-check, a self-audit. Let's talk about hygiene, clothes, and facial hair and how that's important to women. Absolutely, Linda. Um, let's say that you're you've you've got the date. You picked out the girl. You've uh, you've agreed to meet up. Take a look at yourself, and as a guy, you need to just kind of check out your wardrobe. You need to check out your grooming and your hygiene because you only get one chance to make a good first impression. Within ten seconds of meeting her, she's going to subconsciously judge whether or not she's going to be into you and further the relationship. If you mess up, if you've got bo or bad breath or you're you're just you're just sloppy looking. Um, you're going to blow it, and you're never going to see her again. So it's very very important that you nail that introduction. Let me dig a little deeper on the hygiene question. I think these are the three key things that women look for. They look at your teeth. I mean, if you've got really snarly teeth, that's probably not good for kissing. And if it's messy up there, it's probably messy elsewhere. So that's probably the first thing uh, that they're going to be looking at is your teeth. Secondly. Uh, your nails are they uh, you know nicely cut and trimmed and there's not dirt and grease under them and I realize some of you guys do work among dirt and grease but before you go on that date you know you better get the (laughs) the utensil out and clean under there but the nails are a big one as well what do you think about that I think that's uh, absolutely true. I was a tow truck driver for about three months, and even when I was going out on dates, though, I would make sure my hands were, you know, they were always dirty from working on cars, and I'd make sure that my hands were impeccably clean and that I smelled good and that I did clean under my nails. That's a big one because she's going to be looking at your hands right away, so make sure that they're they're uh, kept up. 
Right. And lastly is smell, like you were saying, B.O. And sometimes it could be not even B.O. Um, you know, sometimes you ate a plate full of, uh, you know, garlic or some kind of Italian dish the night before and your forearms are just oozing with last night's dinner. That's not a cool thing either. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are layers, obviously. I mean, use a strong body wash and then use a good cologne. Not too much of it. Just She just wants a hint of a good cologne. Um, and then remember to floss. Besides just brushing your teeth, flossing is very, very important. And I use a specialized mouthwash as well. So I, I use about three or four things for oral hygiene. Gotcha. And it helps out. And the facial hair, let's talk a little bit about that. You were saying that um, it's okay to have a little bit of a, you know, a three-day growth or what have you, but just keep it under control. So tell the audience what you mean by that. Right. There are two looks that guys do when they do their facial hair. Uh, a guy that's completely unkempt will have a furry neck. Um, and an unkempt uh, facial growth on the cheeks, and it's important to trim that down or to shave your neck to make it look like you're groomed. You can still have some facial hair, you still have some growth, but just make it look uniform and neat. Don't just don't just go all out. Let everything grow for a few days, and then expect to be treated warmly on a date. And gentlemen, please wash your hair. The, the the no wash look that you got lazy and it's been a week now no it's got dandruff in there it's got spider webs it's just all bad <laughs> very true linda couldn't have, couldn't have said it better myself all right and the clothing i know cargo pants are super popular today i think people you know the manufacturers are making cargo pants because back in the day people had flip phones they used to fit in the chest pocket all was good but now that the phones are so big um, you know, they're making cargo pants and the guys are putting their oversized uh, smartphones down the side of their legs. So what do you think about that? Uh, as far as uh, as far as clothing goes, it's important to note that even, just because it's a date doesn't mean you have to go three-piece suit and you have to uh, dress like you're going out on, on a night on the town. Uh, dress according to the date itself. Uh, you know, you can have you can have a combination that reflects who you are if you're more of a casual person. You know, jeans and a, a polo is fine. Um, try to avoid looks that aren't appealing to your body type. Don't wear clothes that are too tight and don't wear clothes that are too loose. You want something that fits what your body looks like appropriately. Awesome. All right, if you've just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We're talking with my guest, Dr. Robert Garcia, and the topic today is Get the Upper Hand with Women. If you'd like to chime in and ask Rob some questions, our call-in number is 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. Right after the break, we're going to catch you, and we're going to talk about progression. Let her earn it. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. 
Do you have a business or are you thinking about starting one? Do you have contracts, leases, and other documents that need legal review to ensure you are protected? If so, contact the law offices of Michael W. Brown for assistance. With over 20 years experience advising clients on business matters, they provide practical legal advice to help you succeed. Their goal is to give the right answer for you, not just the legal answer. Initial consultations are always free. Visit mwb-law.net or call 949 636-8128. That's the law offices of Michael W. Brown. 949-636-8128. Hey guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. On with my guest today, Dr. Robert Garcia. We're talking about getting the upper hand with women. You don't have to let her rule the show. It's in your nature for you to run the show. So we're we're uh, back in program now. We're, we're we're just about ready to talk about progression, which, in other words, I would call let her earn it. Don't show all your cards on day one. Let her earn it. Go in bits and pieces. The first date, in my mind, should just be a meet and greet, just to evaluate: Are you clicking? Are you getting along? If you are clicking, it lets her. Um, look forward to the next date and talk it over with her friends and family and get the, the social acceptance from, from the people whom she knows. And she, women like that. Men are linear. They like to go straight to the punch. But women are not like that. So um, if you give her a chance to uh, stew on it and reflect on how that last date was and what type of person you are and whether she wants to see you again, that's really going to work to your advantage. So no long dates on a first date. should be one hour or less. Rob, tell our audience you had some really good ideas with regard to group dates on what you can do for a one-hour date. Uh, yeah, Linda, I was thinking about this, and one common fallacy that guys make is that they have to spend a lot of money on a first date or try and impress the girl. And really, if they if they do things like that, it really turns the girl off because it makes it look like they're overcompensating. 
uh, creativity is such a, a, a masterful art when choosing a date. So some of the things that you can do instead of just the traditional dinner or movie, which is atrocious, uh, try like mini golf or taking her on, if your city supports it, a tour of the bay. Um, there are some places where you can actually get tours, uh, boat tours, where you go on a cruise for about an hour or two and you get a chance to sit and talk. Um, there are group classes where you can take a, a cooking class or do pottery or paint something. And this is a great way to interact in a group environment and for her to observe you around other people and to do something fun together. Absolutely. And there's no pressure because it's a group setting. So it's not like you're one-on-one -on -one and, you know, you have to be scrutinized or whatever. You're all doing this together and let the activity take over rather than, you know, being in the spotlight, so to speak. So I think it's a much more relaxed environment to do this. I agree. I think that uh, I think that group classes are a great idea for a first meeting, um, just because she can she can watch how you are around other people, and at the end of it, you have a nice painting or a piece of pottery or something fun. And you have a cool experience to chalk up. Now, what about group dates? What's your idea on that? Meaning that she takes along, you know, or she takes you along with sixteen of her usual friends. What do you think about that? Those are really popular today, but I'm not so sure it's the best way to hang out on a first date. There are two dynamics to that. You're talking about either getting a large group of people, maybe going out to a nightclub or something. I would really try and avoid that, for, especially for a first date. Uh, there's too many variables, and you will probably be so distracted by everybody that you won't get a chance to bond. Now, maybe three people, four people going and getting sushi or some type of dinner together, that's a, that's a great environment because you can meet one or two people, have a good conversation and if they're her friends, you get to make a good impression on her friends. And you and I had talked earlier, and we talked about how important it is to get validation from her friends because that's the first uh, source she's going to turn to to say, hey, is this guy worth going out with again? And if the friends really like you, you're in. Definitely. So another trouble with, with large group dates, like you know, 10, 12, 15 people at a time, is somebody might not like you. I mean, they don't even know you, but all of a sudden they don't like you. And then that person could be the block between you and your date. So that's not really such a smart idea. I no, I, I agree. Yeah. And I, think it's, I think it's very chaotic when you get past about <laughs> four, four people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've got like, you know, two bowling teams going out together or something. I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a little much. So I said, I think if you have to accept a date like that, you know, again, make it about the activity. I think if it were like you're all going out bowling, you know, or you need a big team like softball or volleyball or something like that, then you make it about the sport or, at, or the activity, and then it's not just about you. You're not getting scrutinized just about you. But I think if you're just going more on a one-on-one -on -one where there's no activity involved, maybe just going out to dinner or crashing at somebody's house or whatever, I don't know. I think there's always going to be one or two people that, you know, you're going to rub them the wrong way for no reason whatsoever, for goodness knows what reason, and, uh, you know, that, that person might be the block between you and your date. Yeah, absolutely. It is important to get as many uh, factors, good, like good reviews, you could say, <laughs> uh, in your corner during the date. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's talk a little bit about behavior. Um, you say when you first, uh, you know, come to knock on her door or, or meet at whatever your meeting place is, what should be your first approach? 
Well, you need to exude confidence. You need to exude that you're a leader and that you're going to be a protector. And this goes back uh, – several of our conversations go back to innate attractive qualities like back to caveman days. She needs to show – she needs to feel that you're the provider, you're going to protect her, and you're going to be strong, and you're going to be able to make decisions. So when you first meet her, you have to give her a hug, and it's got to be a good – not a bear hug, but a firm hug. Don't do a handshake. You're not her cousin. You know, show that show some affection right off the bat and be open and friendly, smile and make eye contact when you're talking to her. Then once once you get to the restaurant, make sure that you interact well with the wait staff. This is huge. Uh, maybe ask them about if they're going to school or just working. This is always a good one. And make sure to include your date in the conversation. Introductions all the way around show that you're socially comfortable talking to strangers and that'll that'll pan out in the long run. Definitely. I see a lot of guys make the mistake of um, talking to the wait staff and they sort of ex- almost exclude the date. And then the date gets the idea that you're flirting now with the waitress or the bartender and like, what am I doing here when he's flirting? When really his intention is what you're saying, Rob. His intention is to show you that he plays well with others. You know, he plays well in the sandbox. But that's not how she's interpreting that. She's interpreting it as, why are you flirting with her? You know, you're on a date with me. So um, I agree that if you're going to do that, it's a good approach, but make sure that your girl is part of the conversation when you're doing that. Absolutely. It's very important. After about the second or third sentence talking with the wait staff, you need to introduce your date. Otherwise, you're, you're excluding uh, her and you're, you're building a wall, and you don't want to do that. Um, another thing that guys do before dates in order to ease our nerves sometimes, and I hear about this often, is uh, sometimes they'll show up drunk. And they'll show up wasted uh, before they go to a date in order to get some confidence. And for the most part, girls really don't like this. I can understand maybe having a beer just to kind of settle the nerves. But if, if your idea of making a good first impression is showing up so drunk you can barely walk, um, you're not going to have a second date. Yeah, definitely. So if you show up drunk, that means either you are a drunk or that you're so nervous and so socially, you know, conscious about yourself that you have to get hammered to like even go on a date with her. So either one is not a good approach. All right, when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about don't talk too much and question asking and uh, cracking eggs. Let's find out what cracking eggs means. All right, so you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show. We'll be right back at you. Uh, call us. We- 951-922-3532. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world. And you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head on over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's first craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming winter 2016. Henson Brewing Company. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show, Linda Gross, wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. 
Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM. Where men can be men. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You're on with my guest today, Dr. Robert Garcia. We're talking about getting the upper hand with women. Um, I just got a text message from one of my listeners. Um, he says that he follows another dating coach, and this other person says um, that the man should give his number to her or a business card to her and if she likes you the guy should wait around for her to call you by the way the dating coach that he's referring to we have been on each other's show many many times so i really like this other person but anyway let's let's tackle this uh he's he's saying give the business card to her wait around for her to call you what do you think about that rob I think that's a great way to spend a lot of Friday evenings alone at home. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's BS. It's it's because you're being passive, like a girl. Like you're what you're sitting around, you know, by the phone waiting for her to call. How how passive is that? There is no way that any woman of value or any type of success will sit around and call a guy uh, because he gave them a business card. Women have so many options available to them, they don't need to. And and that that advice just, I don't know, I just, I just strongly disagree with it. I've, I've done a lot of experiments with dating. Um, I used to be the guy that would give my number to girls and I spent a lot of time alone. It's just the bottom line. You have to go out there and, and earn uh, what you want in life. You have to hustle it. I mean, just like anything else. I mean, whether it's like a business, it would almost be like in business, you're, you're going to say, oh, I'm just going to wait around for the CEO to call me. Uh-uh. You, you have to make the presentation. You have to make the pitch. You have to be prepared. You have to do the research. You have to bring the tools to the table that um, he is going to need, he or she is going to need in order for you to close the sale. You're not sitting around waiting for the CEO to, like, seek you out. Really? 
Yeah, in, in my personal opinion, the women that write to me on dating sites that are very aggressive and that would do something like that and that take the first move usually have a few major flaws, huge flaws. And so, like I said, any high-value woman um, is not going to approach you first. They, they demand a leader. I think so, too. All right. All right, let's get back into some of the behavior uh, items. Don't talk too much. Do, do guys sometimes talk too much, and what's the result of that? Absolutely. From uh, conversing with my female friends, one thing they cannot stand is they get to the date, they get to dinner, and the guy just gets a drink and then talks about himself for 45 minutes without asking a single question. Women hate this. Uh, Men that do this are highly insecure or are desperately trying to get validation and attention. It's a terrible way to start a date. It's a terrible way to make an impression. uh, Men need to learn how to have two-way conversations. I think so, too. I think part of talking too much from the guy's end is, A, he's nervous, or B, it's, a, it's an ego thing, like, wow, look at me, I'm so important, and I do this, and I do that, you know, an hour of that, and the girl's ready to, like, you know, jump off the roof at that point. So it's probably not a good idea to talk too much. I think, uh, and the other direction, I've been a recipient of going the other direction, where the guy is asking too many questions, and I feel like I'm at the police station getting grilled or something. That's not a good good technique is e- either. So I think what you want to do is have balance. I look at it like a tennis game where the ball is volley- volleying back and forth over the net. Sometimes you talk and sometimes she talks. Sometimes you ask a question. Sometimes she asks a question. And that ball is going back and forth over the, the, the tennis net. I think that's really a good approach if you can visualize what I'm talking about with that. I think that's really a good way. So don't talk too much and don't ask too much. And you don't need to learn everything in one day, in one hour. Goodness, you know, you have months to, like, get really deep into whatever subject you want to get into doesn't all have to be on the first date. I completely agree. And one thing that men can do to learn to to initiate the conversations is, you're right, they do need to ask questions, but they need to ask interesting questions and make sure it's not an interrogation. Um, They need to ask open-ended questions that cannot be answered with just yes or no. They need to ask questions that will get the girl thinking, talking, reliving experiences, uh, having uh, emotional connections at the table. Um, one technique that I use, it's, uh, I call it cracking, and basically it is the exact moment when someone's face lights up talking about something. So if you are talking about the family dog and the girl's face lights up and she starts talking about... Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show. You're on with my guest, Dr. Robert Garcia. We're talking about getting the upper hand with women. Rob, we have a caller on the line. Ernie, are you there? I am here. What's your comment or question, please? Uh, my situation is I've been texting this woman for quite some time now. She's a uh, aunt to a cousin. She's my cousin's boyfriend's aunt. And uh, she's kind of stuck on this mode. Well, I'm, I have cold feet. I'm scared to meet anybody on person or even take any phone calls. I like to just keep it to text only. Uh, and I keep telling her, you know, I, I want us to meet and go out and have a, a, a sit-down meal, get to know each other a little bit more, because we seem to be clicking and hitting it off pretty good. Mm-hmm. So how would I handle this type of situation? Because I feel like she's got all the control right now. 
Ernie, how attracted to her are you? Scale of one to ten, I'd say a six. Walk away. Walk away? And notice how I don't even hesitate. She's yep. already putting up roadblocks and she's putting you through tests and she's already seeing you as less than a man because she already knows that she can she can control you and that she can call the shots. You're a better man than that. Gotcha. All right. I'm going to agree with Rob. All right. I, I yeah. mean, I know it's hard to hear, but um, you know, this is this is what I'm saying. It's you know, women think that they have the control today, and and that is fairly true. But that doesn't mean it has to be that way. True. So you know, this show this show is to how to get that that balance back, that control back. I mean, okay. not that, not that you need to be uh, aggressive or anything, but. You know, it's it sounds like um, she's telling you, here's the hoop, how high can you jump? Right. And it seems like um, unless I text her first mm-hmm. or send her a message, I don't hear from her. And, and we usually, we're usually up to 1, 2 o'clock in the morning communicating while she's at work. Ernie, there's oh. also a second factor that's in this that I'm already seeing is that if a woman is hesitant to meet you, there's a reason. There could be a husband. Um, she could be scared of – she could have lied to you about something. There could be some factor. So you always want to avoid people that aren't straightforward or they're putting off meeting you for a reason. She could be catfishing you, dude. Right. So the two of you haven't gone on a date yet? You've just been talking on the phone? Yes, for like a year. A year. Wow. That, that's kind of a red flag. That's a huge yeah. red flag. That's a red flag. She, she, like, she's either otherwise engaged or she's afraid or she has social issues. Or she's something. afraid and she has social issues. She's had bad relationships. She's afraid to really get started again because the fear of getting hurt and all so this. Ernie, Ernie, if you see all this in her, sorry to interrupt you. If you see all this in, in her, why are you chasing her? Maybe I like the chase. Maybe that's what it is. Probably because he gets the attention at the at the parties, <laughs> at the social parties. Is that why? You're, you see her on a social level with your family, right? No. No. No, not at all. We, we've we've never spoken live on the phone. We've only text. Ay-yi-yi. We've never even met. All right, Ernie, this is what I'm going to do for you because this is a special case. I want you to go to my website, bluedragonent.com. I'm going to write you a free relationship plan in order to get women writing to you immediately. No charge. All right, bluedragon.ent.com. ent.com. Okay. All right. I'm going to hook you up, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that, Dr. Garcia. So, when, so you didn't meet her at the aunt's friend's house or whatever it was? No, oh, no, no. Uh, my cousin, this is my second cousin, whom I've also never met. I have a large family, I tell you. Okay. Um, she said, you know what? I know you from Facebook and what you're about. I know my boyfriend's aunt. I think you two would hit it off really well. So she hooked us up through Facebook. She gave me her number and then I started communicating with her and then slowly by slowly we've been communicating more and more and more and more and more now so that's All right. you know, my as, situation as a last ditch effort I would say look here's my phone number if you she want to call that. it call it and just say I'm not doing Texas anymore until we meet oh okay and just she leave has. it in her court alright you know two can play that game sure yeah, you're making yourself way too available to her, and she's just going to keep this going for a while because you're her you're her convenient white knight, 
and you're going to be there to listen to her problems and her issues, and she's going to just keep doing this to you. You just have to walk away. Oh, you hit the nail right on the head. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, and and you know I, I don't believe in long first encounters either. And you're spending, you know, two hours on the phone with her. That's not a good sign either, especially for someone that you haven't even met. You haven't even gone on a date. She doesn't deserve that kind of attention. Gotcha. So just just say here's the number. Uh, you know, it was nice texting with you, but you know I don't want to do that anymore. So when you're ready to make a date or make a phone call, um, then I'm available. Okay. Put it back I will on do her. that. Yeah. Yeah, I will do that. Cool. Let us know right. how it turns out. I will. Thank you very much. And, and a quick shout out to all my Facebook friends out there. Come on, guys. Call the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ernie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ernie. Take care. Uh, okay. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, Rob. Yeah, that was a good call. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about, um, let's see, where were we? Oh, I lost my my place. Okay, we were talking about cracking the egg. Yeah, we were, ta- we were talking about reading behaviors and conversations. Reading behaviors, right. Okay. So, so you're looking for her face to light up. You're looking for some sort of physical change in her body posture or body language. Is that is that right? Is that what, what you mean by that? That's it exactly. And what you're doing is you're creating the bond of connection. And so if you talk about a subject like a dog or a favorite relative or something like that and you see her face light up and then she adds to the conversation with her own experience, you need to keep up that subject and keep going. But conversely, if she shuts down or she gives a negative statement or you see her turning away from something you're talking about, you need to switch topics quick. Don't keep going. Right. And if it's a good topic, you can come revisit that. Maybe like in the coming weeks, if it's something that that litter Christmas tree, come back to visit that and say, oh, you know, how did that, you know, that topic go or how did that person go or how did that event go and and revisit that because you you already know you've had success with it. So um, revisiting it in later weeks will make her think that you care and that you're listening and paying attention. All really good traits that women look for in a guy. Exactly. And one thing that is really important is to note one or two minute details that she doesn't even know that she told you. So, for example, if she named off her favorite aunt or her dog or where she grew up and you can remember that a month or two later and just casually introduce it in conversation, automatically you gain some points because you paid attention to what she was saying. Definitely. So very important. All right. Let's move on to the biggest topic of all confidence. So I know I have a lot of naysayers with regard to men, you know, taking the first move and they think that they don't need to do that anymore. You know, the sexes are equal. But I'm here to tell you that you do need to do that. You don't need to do it forever. But for the first 90 days, you have to establish confidence with her. You have to be the protector and the strong one, and she has to know that she can rely on you for certain things. So that is very important. You can't get to the other stages of a relationship without her knowing that you are that person. So don't be upset. You don't have to do this forever. But for those first 90 days, and for some men, it comes shorter than later. 
some men, such as yourself, Rob, are confident in a lot of areas. You're confident because of your educational background, because of the obstacles that you've overcome, because of uh, areas in business that you've tackled. So that automatically spills into the confidence that you have with women. A lot of guys are not that lucky. So, you know, for the ones that, for the average guy, it probably is going to take the 90 days. Someone such as yourself, you probably got that handled in two weeks. But until she knows you have that confidence gene, you will never have the upper hand and you may not get future dates and she may dump you and worse yet, she might cheat on you because you're not showing her that you're the type of guy that she wants you to be. Linda, I totally agree with everything you just said. It's about establishing a command presence. And one thing that, I, that just clicked in my head, uh, especially to your viewers, is that it doesn't matter what station you are in life. You could be a 19-year-old living in a studio apartment with almost no money, but if you're funny and interesting and cool to be around, you're going to do really, really well because these are all things that exude confidence. Yeah, and probably the easiest, one of the easiest techniques to achieve confidence is just be decisive. You know, don't say, where do you want to go for dinner? I don't know. Where do you want to go? Do you like Chinese? I don't know. How about Italian? You don't do this volley, 16 volleys back and forth. It's annoying. Just say, um, let's go to dinner at 8. I'll pick you up at 8. We're going to the Chinese restaurant over here. And if she doesn't like Chinese or she's allergic to her or whatever, she'll tell you. So you don't need to go back and forth with regard to, you know, what time, what place, what day. Like, forget it. Just be, the, just be that decisive person. And, you know, there are no wrong answers. There are no wrong decisions. You can always change it. But being decisive is a very important skill to have, and that will, up, that will uptick your confidence factor. I totally agree, and I'm going to go one step further and say don't give her any choices for the first date. <laughs> uh, this is going to be very controversial, but but that's the way it goes. They uh, Women these days have grown up in these Cinderella fantasies. They want to be escorted to the ball. They want everything taken care of, and they want to make sure that their date is going to be Prince Charming, and he's planned out everything, and that's fine. Be that guy. Um, exactly. Don't be indecisive. Uh, be able to recommend certain types of foods or drinks and be able to just provide a fun evening and don't worry about what they think. Take command. Be a man. Right. And like I say, most women, you know, if it's really not their cup of tea, they're, they're going to let you know, you know, if, if they really don't want to do something, they'll let you know. So I wouldn't worry about it. It's more important that you be decisive, especially in the early, in the early stages. Now, what do you say about these guys who, um, the date is going that first date's going really well and you know you're clicking you're vibing and it's going so well let's move from location 1 to location 2 let's say you started off with taking a walk around the lake or something and that went so well that hey by the way let's go have dinner and then when that gets done hey by the way let's go have a drink over here and then meanwhile it stretches out into like a 3 to 5 hour date what do you say to that that's that's a technique that some people swear by, but to be honest with you, I think it's giving her too much exposure to you in one dose. And if she gets too much of it, she won't want to continue because she won't have as much attraction. 
uh, Neil Strauss, who is arguably the greatest pickup artist in the world, created something called an artificial time constraint. So when he was going to hang out with a girl or go on a date with her, he'd say, well, I can hang out, but maybe only for an hour. I, ha- I have some things I have to take care of. So by artificially limiting the time that you hang out with her, you restrict access to you, and it creates anticipation, and it's just like Christmas Eve. If you got to open all your presents on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day wouldn't be very fun, would it, Linda? Right, exactly. I totally agree there. And you know what? Those five-hour dates, why do you want to do that to yourself? You know, like I said earlier, give her time to, to soak on it, you know, to absorb the situation and your interaction with her. But more importantly, with a one-hour date, get out while you're ahead. You know, you might have like hour three, hour four, whatever, and you said something and that blew it and now you're, you're, you know, you're out of the water. So um, don't do that to yourself. Get out while you're ahead. Get out on a good note. You know, like they say with actors and actresses, like end your career on a good note. Let them remember you, like a Seinfeld moment. Let them remember you when you are at your most popular. You know, you don't need to be you know, signing on to the series another five years past the point of no return when there's no more, you know, subject matter or good lines to, to say. Right, exactly. You want to you leave while your social value is still high. And you're right. The longer you stick around on this extended date, uh, the more of a chance that something can happen that can lower that social value. So you want to keep it going and just take off. Absolutely. Now, when it comes to date number two, two and forward, then I'm cool with that. Then what I would do is plan, plan, you know, the first location and already have the second location in the back of your mind where you might want to go. You don't have to tell her about it. In fact, it's better if you don't tell her about it. But that way it looks like you're confident. It looks like you're spontaneous, but you're not really being spontaneous. You have it all planned. So, for example, on the second date that I went on, we went out to dinner, and the dinner went really well. Like, don't do go, don't don't go to the second um, you know location right away. But you know, if the date is clicking, then you might want to say, "Oh, well, let's carry on and go to location two. Then it looks like you are a good planner, and you're being spontaneous, and you're a good decision maker. So from date two forward, it's a good thing. Right. You want to go with a one-two punch, Linda. You're exactly correct. You want to go food, drinks, and then activity. Right. Or it could, could be activity first and then food. Could, it could be mixed up order. It could. The drinks kind of grease the wheels <laughs> a little bit and make it a little easier to, to tolerate. <laughs> exactly. All right. So any last – oh, let's talk real quickly about the anti-confidence. Guys who are have something derogatory like they're five foot seven or they're bald, tell us a little bit about that. Well, guys that guys that have some type of limiting factor like that in their own eyes um, need to uh, need to compensate. So, if you're bald, uh, try a collection of hats or grow a goatee. If you're short, try dating shorter women. There you go. So, compensate that out. Or other compensating factors would be, you know, develop a sense of humor, or maybe have an aptitude or a mastery in a certain area, or work out a lot. <laughs> work out a lot that that brings you a lot of confidence as well um, yeah so or be good at something Let, let's say you took her to a French restaurant and you, you learned a few French words and that, like you know what the menu items mean and can pronounce it you know stuff like that impresses girls All right, everybody, Um, we're so thankful for you joining us today we are on every Wednesday 
uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you uh, log on to the Facebook um, app and also to our tune-in page, and we will see you next week, same time, same place. Uh, Brett, let's go out with Q4, please. My hair was oh, the only thing that was vanishing. My confidence went along with it. Kids in my neighborhood, they used to call me names. They called me Chrome Dome, Mirror But Shave Your Head, Grow a Goatee, not only cured my baldness, but it restored my confidence. I just shaved my head, grew a goatee, and now I look like a badass. 